I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. Oh, oh my! Episode seven, two, zero, down, two, dunk. You can find us on clnsmedia.com/radio, five p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or of course, anywhere you subscribe to your podcasts. I am Luke. <laughs> Joined this morning by Andrew. Slam through. And Taylor. I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. Oh, I want to feel what love is. Yeah. Slam through. (laughs) Wow. Who sings that song? Foreigner. Wow. You really, you, you were really feeling like. You were really feeling the lyrics right there. You really were. I wish people could yeah, have I'm going seen through, you. I'm going <laughs> through something right now, so I'm really feeling the song. Uh, it's another episode of Where in the World is Jamon San Diego. Welcome. Because <laughs> he's out of town. Because he just lives out of town. I was thinking, I, I, I kind of... And now he's not here. Let's talk about him behind his back. Yeah, because he'll he'll definitely hear it. He'll definitely hear it. You want to hear my hottest Jay hot take? <laughs> I cannot wait for this. Actually, ooh, it is this. It were his life different. Yeah, he would have made. He has the ability inside him to have been a fantastic professional wrestler. Yeah, one size large man. Yeah, he's big. Second, strong, strong man. He's strong. Three, can talk in front of crowds. Can. Could cut a fire promo because he does have passion. He does. It's true. And I think those three things, he could have been a fantastic professional wrestler. And he's full of rage. True. Yeah. <laughs> true. And I think, and I, and I, I believe with all my heart. In I another, di- in another I life. Disagree. He could have been. Uh, I'm trying know. to imagine what life? his what his uniform would look like. Is he's, he too old? He's probably too old to to start now. Is he? What about I mean, his What about his back issues? Well, you know that's probably why he can't start now. <laughs> but <laughs> oh man, okay. So Jay did want us to talk about something, and McKelly and I touched on it some on Monday. I thought we could revisit it a little bit just because I feel like it's going to be an ongoing topic and something that we'll, we'll be kind of balancing and dealing with for at least one season, if not many seasons. And there's some people that are pushing back at us saying that we're like Russ haters now and that we're kicking them on the way out. And I don't necessarily feel that way. I don't think that we said anything that's unfair or untrue about Russell Westbrook. I feel like we've given him criticism when he played for the Thunder, and now like pretty much the same criticism now that he's gone. Uh, Taylor, what's what, what are your thoughts on that? And like, and just like, how do we navigate this Russell Westbrook is no longer part of the Thunder and like talking about Russell Westbrook because it will undoubtedly be a topic, this especially this season. 
Well, I felt like when he was on this team, we could criticize his play because everyone was collectively frustrated with him at the times that we would criticize him. And now that he's not on our team, people think we're Russ haters when we say anything. And I feel like we haven't even been critical of him as much as just talking about, you know, the reality of him being gone and what does his legacy look like and – and most of it's been very positive, so I don't understand some of the people on Twitter that feel like now we're turning on Russ when we've been pretty consistent. I this this is my theory about this. Think about this. You got a friend. He's been in me. You've got a friend <laughs> in me. <laughs> he is a foot tall cowboy toy. <laughs> Of a, of, a, of a child named Andy. No, that is not what I'm talking about. You have a friend. He's dating a girl for a year. He has yeah. a, while he's dating a girl, he has a critique of this girl. And he says, you know, this, the, like, you know, she's whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they break up. How long, ago, how long has it been since, since Russ was traded? Let's say uh, two months. I know it's not. Let's just say it that. It's been less than a month. Let's say it's two. And what? let's say your friend after had breaks out him and his girlfriend break up. Two months later, he has those same critiques and brings the same critiques to you. You're like, oh man, let it go. Right. I think that's what people are thinking. It very well, could be. I that, think it yeah. could be yeah. that. It's like, oh, like come on. So I think that's what I think that's what it is. Even though truly, I think our the way we talk at Russ has been consistent. I think yeah. people are just like. Oh man, kicking him on his way out. Oh, now, like now you got all these bad things to say about him. Yeah. When really we've always kind of been, I think, been consistent. There's just no real basketball right now to talk about. Right. And you you cannot I mean Russell Westbrook, the way that he carries himself and the way that he plays, he's almost begging for criticism, right? Like you if you don't criticize him, if you don't bring anything critical to the table when you're discussing Russell Westbrook, you're not watching Russell Westbrook. Because he does think he, he's done things throughout his entire career that you're like, oh come on, dude, and he's done incredible things where you do where he does garner a ton of praise as well. Well, that's what I was going to say. Was I don't know if his play begs you to criticize him. I think yes, it does, but it also begs you to, you know, to uh, to celebrate what he did so very well in that exact same game. His game just begs you to have extreme opinions at mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah, and, and he's just—he'll do something terrible and do something great within one minute of play on the court, and generally it's—it has worked out until the last two years. And the other thing, when we've all—we've talked about this before the pod—is that we do all hate him now. <laughs> we just generally hate him. Well, yeah. Well, and I was thinking about this about 2017. So that year. Is is probably the most important year of Westbrook's career, in my opinion, because it really shaped the way that people feel and think about him, especially in Oklahoma City. It cemented him as this legacy guy, and I think that he could have been that with without those years. Let's say that Russell asked for a trade, you know, after Kevin left, which would have made sense. They would have probably gotten a good package back for him. They kind of move forward with Victor Oladipo and that team and whatever happens. And everybody like understands, like, yeah, they're, what chance did that Thunder team have of winning? But he decided to stay, 
and he won the MVP. And I don't think that any year prior to that, did anybody think that Russell had the ability to actually win the Most Valuable Player Award? Like, I don't really think so. (laughs) I don't think that that was going to be a real thing because I don't think people thought he was going to average a triple-double. I don't think people thought that he was going to drag that team to the playoffs. And he was able to do something kind of superhuman, but it only happened for one season. It happened for one season. And that, to me, is... And I asked this question in the text group, and it wasn't... I'm not trying to take away from Russell, but I'm just trying to like maybe even encapsulate how important that season was and how that season made Russell who he is to Oklahoma City and to the fans and the why people are... Why there's a lot of fans that are like, yeah, I'm going to go root for Houston. And there's a lot of people like, why are why is your podcast trashing on Russell? And it's because of, to me, it's that season. If you take that season out, and let's just say the Thunder somehow automatically trade for Paul George and get Carmelo, and they have that season. And then they have this past season. Like, there's no way that we feel the same way about Russell, right? I don't 100% agree with that. I think part of it is that, out of the three, him, KD, and Harden, he's the one that stayed, and he chose to stay and resign. Yeah, it's a it's a big deal. But then by doing what he did, and then winning the MVP, uh, yes, and I, I I get what you're saying. Taking the league by storm in a year that the Thunder needed it badly, because that season was when we talked about this. This was, this was our fun versus not fun argument. Yeah, that season was fun. Yeah, because the expectations were low, and Russell did the most amazing things. The, the, and totally unexpectedly. Yeah, exactly. It was not it was not until the end of that season. I remember we were he was playing really well in the first two months of that season and we were joking on this podcast about oh what if Russ wins MVP? And it was a joke because it seemed so far fetched in that same season. It was a joke up until and like Russell, March. Yeah, it was. And uh, the thing is that that year created for Russ is much higher expectations from that point on mm-hmm. than he ever had. Like people had always criticized him for being a ball hog, not shooting well, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But now that after that season and seeing how well he could play, completely surprising and shocking everyone that's a basketball fan. Um, now the two seasons after that, it's almost like he takes harder hits when he's not living up to that <laughs> expectation. It was also you know? yeah, yeah, it was also because it was such a critiqued choice for MVP. Yeah. And that it was like yeah. and and we defend and you, you know Oklahoma City as all his fans were defending him so hard, like, no, he deserves this, you know, when there were, you know, a narrative that he you know, it shouldn't have been him, it should have been Harden. And obviously every Oklahoma City fan was on the the side of it definitely should have been Russ. Mm-hmm. So I get that. I, I, I get that, that it's... I think it just... Obviously, we loved Russell beforehand. There's a lot of reasons to love him. He was on that finals team. He brought them to the Western Conference Finals several years in a row. He's cute. He's And he's and he's awesome. Like He's really cool, and he's a fun player. And he's cute. And he's real cute. Um, <laughs> he, it's like super cute. But what he did in that season was... So kind of superhuman. And also, like you go back and you look at how many times he brought them back into games by hitting like five or six shots in a row. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, you just started to believe that like this is who he is now. 
and then he came back the next season with Paul George and right. with Carmelo. And you had Steven Adams still, and you had Andre, and you were like, wow, like they have a championship team again. And then Russell's like 80% of what he was, which is like basically exactly. normal Russell. <laughs> like he was just like normal Russ and not superhuman Russ. And we like established this new like weird baseline for him based on what he did in this MVP season, which was his peak season. It was peak Russ. And you know, from now on, like that's what we measure him against. And there's just, I just don't think he can measure up to that. But just kind of my point is like that season, you look back and it was the most important season for Russell Westbrook. You know, we call him an MVP. Like without that season, even if Kevin stayed, like we would never talk about Russ as an MVP. That would have never happened if Kevin stayed. Now they would have had more team success. There's no doubt that they would have had more team success. But like who Russell is to this city, uh, to the fan base globally, I think was cemented and established in that season. And I just was kind of, you know, thinking about how important that was. Um, and even, you know, from from then on, you know, I guess really like, you know, when Kevin came back, you know, they couldn't beat Golden State, but you just love Russell's relentlessness in those games. And you love Russell's relentlessness and his fight because after after Kevin left, the team the fan base was wounded, the team was wounded, and you wanted somebody to fight for him, right? Like, and that's what Russell does. Somebody asked, like, what are your top? What are the top five, you know, fights or altercations for Russell Westbrook? And you go and you look, and a ton of them are post Durant. Like a ton of them are because he just kind of. Im- in that moment, in that season, he embodied what ev- kind of everybody felt. And it's just like, yeah, just pissed off. You're wanting to just pummel who is, whoever is in front of you. And he was just this one-man wrecking crew doing it all, like carrying the team on his shoulders and carrying the city on his shoulders, frankly. Um, and it was incredible. And he deserves all the praise that he gets. And so, like, I, if you're mad at me for you know, criticizing him, I get it. Because like he he did something in that season that nobody could have ever done. Like I just don't think there was anybody else in the NBA that could could have done what he did, and it meant that much to the team, to the city, to the global fan base. And so like, I get it, I get it, I get why everybody loves Russ. It makes total sense. I get if you're mad, if I say anything bad about him, I get it. Like, I totally get it. And to me, when I was trying to trying to think about like why. And to me, it just all goes back to that season. Because it's, it's, it's certainly not based upon the last two seasons, and especially this last season with Russell, because they were frustrating. He wasn't as good, and the team struggled a lot in places where his weaknesses were. And so um, I just think that he, he will continue to be a fascinating player and person in the NBA uh, and we'll continue to praise him and criticize him um, and try to do it as fairly as possible. If we say something that's unfair, feel free to call us out. You know, none of us are above criticism mm, at all. Mm, except for, I, I'm going to say this. Except for Luke. Speak for yourself. Okay. <laughs> I'm not above criticism. <laughs> if I say something that's unfair or untrue about Russell, I'm, I'd love to hear that. But if you just want to be mad that we're talking about the truth about Russell, then sorry, I, there's just not a whole lot I can do for you. I wonder if Luke is kind of on to something with that um, 
with that uh, metaphor he made about the girlfriend and the boyfriend. And if you say the same criticism after you're not with her, mm-hmm. then you seem like a littler person or something. Yeah. So maybe there is something about that. Maybe it's like, you know what? Russ isn't our girlfriend anymore. I almost said boyfriend, but I put us in the <laughs> boyfriend part. You know what I'm saying? Well, like we could criticize him because he was ours. He, yeah, exactly. He was ours, and it didn't feel as critical when he's ours. Now, when it's another player, oh, you're just hating on some other player. Right. Like that's our guy. And now like, a lot of criticize our and guy. a lot of Thunder fans are not Thunder fans. They're Russell Westbrook fans. Yeah. Fake fans, dude. Freaking fake fans. Go ahead. Support the Rockets. Their owner and uh, GM are really good leaders to follow, and they're making really <laughs> nice moral decisions. Yeah. Go Rupert Tillman. All hail Tillman. Is it, is yeah. it raining outside? What's? It's been raining, man. That's wild, man. Hey, uh, wild. hey you know what? This is something you say. This is something that I will say to people today. Because my man really needed that. Oh, my gosh. I... Yeah, I know, and I don't want to say it, and I don't want to be that guy. But when people talk about it, I will undoubtedly look at them and say, "You know, we really needed, really needed that." Yeah, without a doubt. And it makes me hate my future self. Okay, we didn't need it though. (laughs) Wait, what are you (laughs) talking about? The rain? Yeah, the rain. Yeah, the rain, man. Oh, I was so confused. I thought you were talking about that Russell Westbrook conversation we just had. <laughs> I think we needed that, too. We needed too. that, too, yeah. I really needed that. <laughs> hey, do you guys want to jump into some Twitter questions? Twitter questions! I do. Then let us do so. Our first Twitter question comes from at Ben Elephant King. He wants to know, will a new version of this team be exciting, or should we ready ourselves for the thrill of ball movement and efficiency? What advanced stats should I know to fully appreciate what I'm about to see? He's only half getting here. What players will be fun to watch? Taylor, I'm going to let you uh, start us off. Well, what does, ex- what does exciting mean? Because some people really like, like, some people are very excited by, like, fundamental uh, ball movement and you know they're excited by good shots even if they don't go in they're not very excited by dunks uh well everyone's maybe excited by dunks but like some people are more excited by like oh man he's got the ball on a string out there he dribbled around for 20 seconds he's a floor general some people people are very excited by floor generals I think so. I mean, I think I think some people really like floor generals. Well, I think maybe not exciting, but I think it might it it would it'll be nice for the Thunder to say that we want ball movement and player movement and for that to actually happen. I don't think it's I mean, obviously this team is not as talented as last year's team. Um but I think they will play different. I mean, they will for sure play differently. And I mean, if they kept this team... Well, yeah. Terrible Russell Westbrook isn't on the team anymore. (laughs) I don't think they're going to win as many games as they did last year. They only won 49 games. Um, It's not like they won a crazy amount of games. But they're they're not going to win 49 games this year. But I I was thinking about how to guess how many games this Thunder team will win. Mm -hmm. And I have no idea how to even, like... 
to try at a guess. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one thing to say if this team was going to stay together and Gallo's on the team all year and Chris Paul's on the team all year, uh, like, what does that team do? I think that you can make... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> bless you. You can make a guess there, but I think... Like, how long is Gallinari going to be on the team? Like, I don't know. I don't know. December, January, February. He could be traded at any point. And people are... I've, I've seen... There was a post on Reddit that said the Thunder needed to trade Gallo now. And there, there's reasons... I mean, they may trade him before the season. I don't think it's impossible. But at this point, everybody has gotten all these new players on their roster... Most every team has a lot of new players on their roster just because of the amount of player movement there was. And most people, most teams are like, okay, great. Let's see what we got. And I, people go into the season that way. And then some teams are terrible by December and they want to make a change. And that's when you can trade Gallinari. I think Oklahoma City fans will really like him. He's good. He's really good. I've always really, really liked Since he was in New York, I've always really liked him. He's, he's yeah. super, super good. I mean, last season... I mean, you read off his stats. He had it was 19 points per game, 2.6 assists, six boards, 43% from three, uh, 46% overall from the field. He was very, very good. And who was gets to the free throw line? He shot six free throws a game. Shot 90% from the line. And what team was he on? He's on the Clippers. I think with Chris Paul, he'll be better than that. He will be. They didn't have a point guard like Chris yeah. on that team, which is funny because like we're just the team is full of Clippers now, Clippers and former Clippers. Um, it's Gallinari is somebody that I continually just forget that he's even on the team. <laughs> you know, like he just feels like an afterthought. He hasn't been a huge part of like the advertising campaigns for the Thunder so far. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason. I don't know if they just don't want the fan base to get attached to him or what. But he's a really good player. Yeah. And if he's on the team through February, which could be a thing. like He could be a guy that's traded at the trade deadline. It might be like the biggest name that's traded at the trade deadline, uh, which it would make sense for the Thunder to hold on to him until then. Like They're going to be good because he can really play. And you know, Chris Paul is obviously not who he used to be, but he's still a good player. That can shoot it. He's going to make good decisions. He's going to be a good defender. He's not going to be at a superstar level at any of those things, but I think he'll be good enough. Um, and I think that there there will be a lot of ball movement because I don't like how many shots. I mean, Gallinari took 13 shots a game last year, and I don't like who's going to take more than 15 shots on this team. Is would be my question. Like, I don't know that there. No one. I don't think there's going to be anybody. I don't think Chris Paul's not a guy that shoots it that many times. Gallinari might be the high. That might be his high end is taking 15 shots. So there's going to be a lot of shots to move around. They're going to be searching for the right shot. Again, you don't have an elite elite shot maker and creator like a Paul George or a Russell on the team. So you know you don't want somebody taking 20 shots but it's going to provide more opportunities for guys like Steven Adams and Terrence Ferguson and and guys like that to have the ball in their hands a little bit more to kind of see what they can do and who they are and so you know if you're looking for stats i think you're looking at true shooting percentage as something that the thunder could actually be good at they actually will probably be good at free throws this year <laughs> which is nice 
Because the Thunder, remember how long they were the worst team in the league in free throw percentage? And it was killing them last year? They lost so many games from free throws. If they were just average at the free throw line, they would have probably won like 53 games. Yeah. Like, that's no joke. Yep. Well, and it probably would have helped Russell's play and confidence, too, because he sucks. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Cool. Hey, um, Gallinari is something that's really kind of weird about him is he's basically been injured his entire NBA career. Yeah. But it doesn't seem to affect his play or his production very much. Every time he comes back from injuries, he's he basically picks up where he left off. And he still is super aggressive going to the basket too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just he's just a tough blue collar kind of guy. Oh god, okay, so you're gonna love him. And he's okay, so you're gonna love him. And he's huge. He's 6'10", 225. Yeah, he's a, he's and New York was playing him as a shooting guard his rookie year. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a big guy. He's a four. He's gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna be such a weird season. Uh, it's gonna be so weird. But this team has a chance to be good, which is nice. Uh, you know that picture of Chris Paul where he uh, where he was dressed up as in like uh, like cowboy attire yeah i just wish he'd dress like that all the time <laughs> maybe you will uh there was that. a game last year where he wore like all an all corduroy suit with a corduroy hat i hope he busts that back out i hope so. i hope so all right let's move on to our next twitter question and it is this from at Elephant king harder name to say five times in a row this will become very apparent for which for me Russell Westbrook or Shy Gagus Alexander? <laughs> Who? I don't. I I haven't really invested time into how to say his name. SGA. Shy Gagus. What is it for real? Shay. Okay. Gilgis. Gild. There's no L in there. There is. Well, not, well, not how he either. wrote it. It's a typo. He spelled it wrong. Well, I know which one's harder to spell then. If he would have spelled it right, I could have got it right. We're still learning. We're still learning. I'll get it right. Who he is. Okay, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Josh underscore Morrison, who wants to know or says, Taylor moving to Tulsa, is that pretty much like KD going to the Golden State Warriors? Pretty much. It was like this. Yes. They just got the gathering place, and – like you think they need more things? Like, give me a break. You think they need Taylor? You're right. Can I say this? Can I say this? No. OKC, OKC has a has a better food uh, culture. Wow. You have better dude. restaurants and new food and stuff, dude. Nat, dude, you, you just to, have more. You need to stop being such an OKC hater. You could say that stuff well, when you were in OKC. Now you're in Tulsa. You can't. Yeah, I don't appreciate. Can I tell you, you something that happened? I'm kind of mad because. What happened was I hurt my knee, and everyone in Tulsa was like, dude, you're not hurt. We need you out there. Get out there. And I was like, all right. I really think I'm hurt, but I'll get out there. <laughs> and then Tulsa made me get out there, and I hurt myself even more. Wow. Did you read the Katie yeah. article? That Which, the Chris Haynes fluff boy one? <laughs> dude. Freaking fluff boy Chris Haynes. Dude, did you see the, the end of Chris Haynes' article? It made me cringe so hard. Did you read it? No. Kevin Durant. I just saw like roughly what it was about. 
Chris Haynes wrote a, a quote of Kevin Durant at the end. Kevin said, now get your A out of here. You got what you needed. And then he ended it with, indeed. God. And I just wanted to just hurl my phone just away from me so badly. It made me just cringe just so hard. It was just so weird. And Kevin, it's such a weird piece. The quotes are so weird. Kevin seems so angry in it. But then Chris, like, he has these weird angry quotes. And then in between, Chris just has these, like, really nice things to say about Kevin. (laughs) And it's just so, it's so strange. And Kevin talks about how, like, you know, remember how mad he was? I mean, like, we have the quotes here, like... Grow up. Yeah, you. Grow up. Who are you? Why do I got to talk to you? He was so mad during the season about people speculating. And in this article, he talks about how people can speculate. Like, people can speculate all they want. That's okay. Like, no, you can't, you can't, you can't do what you did to Ethan Strauss. And then at the same time at the end of the season say you know people are going to speculate like that's fine like no dude and he also said he and Kyrie didn't decide to team up until June 30th like that's the day they decided to team up there are literally other NBA players that are like oh yeah we all knew yeah like they're like yeah all the NBA players knew they were going to get together that was like common knowledge it was just a bunch of BS is what it was and he it was basically like Chris Haynes asked to come over Chris sat down Kevin was chatting. He was answering his phone during the interview. He was doing all this stuff, giving his answers. Like, I do believe that he doesn't blame Golden State for the injury. Like, that's cool. But then, like, everything else. Like, he said the reason that he was attracted to the Nets was because of the basketball situation. And it's just like, dude, get out of my face with that. Like, get out of my face with that. Like, you just wanted to go to New York to play with your friend. Like, just say it. Like, just tell the truth for one second. For one second. Well, what's hilarious is, okay, you want to leave the best basketball situation there is in the league, in the entire league in the last how many decades? No, ever. For the Nets, ever. good basketball situation. That's yeah. that's what you say when you play for the Warriors, is this is yeah. the best basketball situation. I've got... It is. I'm the best player on this team, and the second best player is really... Some people think he's better than me, and he is the greatest guy, the nicest guy, and he's going to let me take as many shots as I want. That's the greatest basketball situation. Oklahoma City was a better basketball situation than Brooklyn is. Brooklyn turned over over half their roster. And he said, I loved what they were building. You disrupted everything. Like, you didn't love what they were building. You love the city. And I think, I think what's so maddening about Kevin is that he's trying to say what he thinks that people want to hear, but he misses the mark every single time. And it feels so disingenuous that it's just just so maddening because if he would just say listen Kyrie and I've been talking about this for a while we've wanted to play together and we wanted to play in New York and everybody would be like yep that sounds right I think people would respect that and they would and he would say you know what like I love playing with the Warriors but I want more shots I want more touches I want to average 35 points a game I want to be that guy and I think people would be like yep I get that like, I get that. I get wanting to be the man. I get wanting to, like, own the city. 
I get wanting to be the man on your team. I get it. Like I, everybody can get all of that. Everybody can identify with all of that. What I don't identify with is lying. Like I don't identify with that, and I don't like it. And I think that Kevin can't get out of his own way. Anyways, I agree. Dude, come on, man. You can't say that stuff about Kevin Durant. Freaking hater. <laughs> hater. You know what I mean, though? I think you're right. Yes. And I he's do always going to be that. He's always going to be he so is. frustrating. It is. It's just crazy. Just tell the truth, man. Dude. Can I, Okay. So now from a different angle, this is more about Chris Haynes and how other reporters treat this. <laughs> is, is it not – is it not like so obvious that Kevin Durant and his team like give Chris Haynes these exclusive interviews because there is an understanding between the two parties the- of like, okay, Chris, you will write a very glowing, you know, you you get what I'm saying. You're gonna write a fluff piece and we're gonna only give you an exclusive interview with yep. Kevin Durant. And it's like, okay. So then when he exactly. posts these interviews, all the other reporters, like national media, are like, wow, great get for Chris. And I'm like, no, you know more than everyone else that there's an agreement here. Yeah. It's wild. I don't get it. Indeed. Why do, not, why do your media friends do that, Andrew? I'll tell you that not everybody's doing that. <laughs> not everybody feels that way about Chris Haynes. Yeah. I'll say that. It is an obvious understanding. I mean, it's like, I'm not weird for thinking that, No, no. I think you're, I mean, you're 100% right about it. And, yeah. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, that's that's the way that those those things are organized. I mean, it's, he might as well just, he he might as well just be a part of Kevin Durant's PR team. And, you know, like that's. That is a job that would make me go insane. (laughs) <laughs> and tear out all of my hair. Kevin Durant's PR team. I know. It's, I mean, we, we all know Kevin. He's, he's, he's a great, great man. Hey, you know what? We all also know our next Twitter question. It comes from at Trey Witzel, who says his baby is currently 15 weeks old. What will be her first Thunder memory? Fifteen weeks, so she's not very old. So probably like four years from now, maybe five years from now, she'll have her first Thunder. Memory. Okay, It'll which be- is going to be a forty-one-year-old Chris Paul <laughs> still on the Thunder. <laughs> they can't trade him uh, after they balling- gave him an extension. No, airballing a three for the game winner, and everyone's like, oh, man, it was a good shot, though. He was a real nice floor general out there for us, gave us a shot at the end to win it. Yeah, it was a really good, good shot. No, I think uh, it's going to be this up-and-coming young Thunder team is what it's going to be. It's going to be kind of a a repeat of what the Thunder were when they first got here, is what they at least envision happening in the next you know four or five years, so. Uh, yeah. What do you, okay. So looking back at what the Thunder did when they rebuilt or when they, yeah, when they rebuilt to begin with, what are, what do you think some of the major mistakes were that Presti made? And then what are some things that you think they should do differently this time? Or are there any, is there anything you can think of? 
you're talking about like right when we came to OKC, right? Yeah, within like the first so those, like four years of that. Mistakes he made? I don't know if there are a lot of mistakes because you have so much more wiggle room when they're young. We have a when when your players are young and up and coming, we have a question yeah. uh coming up about Billy Donovan saying like is Chris is having Chris Paul and Gallinari on this team actually good for Donovan's career? And I didn't know what to think because I think coaches have more uh, leeway when the team is really young and developing. Yeah. So I don't know which is better for Donovan's career. And I think that's kind of how those first years of the Thunder were too, was every success was a great – was a quick surprise mm-hmm. and like ahead of schedule. The whole thing was ahead of schedule. So I don't know what mistakes were. What do you think? I think looking back, I think they underestimated – the friendships that Kevin Durant had forged with Jeff Green and James Harden. I think they underestimated those. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, the the James Harden one, obviously that's I But like that one. just like James Harden, he should have kept James Harden. Just like the general chemistry that those three had in particular when you looked at really? it. Really? I think so. I think I think if I don't know that Kevin leaves if he has like his best buds with him. On the team, he and Russell were never like best friend, like great friends. Like they, they were colleagues. That they they didn't. It wasn't like they didn't get along. They got along. But you know what I mean? Because he left to yeah. go with guys that were like, he felt like we're going to be more of his friends. And he even talked about in the in the Chris Haynes fluff piece about how he wanted to join up with a friend in Kyrie Irving, and that, and so I think that they underestimated that a little bit to start with is that those things like matter. And it was hard to see them mat because they didn't matter. Those kind of things didn't matter as much back then. And they started to really matter whenever LeBron James started to do that. When he was like, LeBron was like, I just want to go, I'm going to go play with my friends. We're going to join up. LeBron made a lot of things, a new NBA norm. And one of them is I want to go play with my friends. And the Thunder had, I mean, they had the Browingtons, you know, here in OKC with Jeff Green and with James Harden and Kevin Durant. And Kevin was the last one standing. That's fine. And you don't have to be best friends to have this like basketball dynasty. And that was kind of the norm back in the day was that you don't have to be friends. You don't have to have your best friends on the team. And, you know, you can still go win championships. And I still, I mean, the Thunder obviously still had a chance to win championships and some things didn't go their way. But to me, I just think that they maybe under, underestimated underestimated that a little bit and obviously the James Harden trade was a mistake in hindsight at the time it was hard to know that it was going to result in the way that it did and you kind of wanted James to sacrifice and be a part of the team and that he he didn't want to do that which is ended up I mean that's fine but I think that they underestimated some of that stuff and I just wonder you know I think this is kind of an ongoing thought like what can they do differently next time around and and what is it that they did originally mm. that maybe was a mistake? So just just a thought. And if you guys have thoughts on Twitter about about that, let us know. Um, I feel like that's going to be an ongoing topic on like how are they going to approach this? How should they approach this? What should they do? What should they copy from the last one, the last rebuild? Which I mean, obviously, what you'd love to copy is drafting three MVPs and future Hall of Famers in three consecutive drafts, but. If there's something that you could, rep- if you could replicate, what would it be? And then if there's things that you would stay away from that they did, what would it be? Not specifically, mm. not like specific moves, but like general mindsets. 
behind it. Anyways. Our next Twitter question comes from at Banjalope, who wants to know, biscuits or waffles? This is an easy, Now easy, we're talking. Easy question for me. Okay. Waffles. Okay. Waffles. Waffling. What are you guys doing with your waffles? You're putting uh, the, so- the, the sauce on it. Excuse me? The, the, the sauce that you put on the waffles? The sauce that you the put on the the syrup, yeah, and they eat it. No butter, no butter. I I I, I put some butter on there. Okay, but that's about it. <clears throat> butter, syrup. You're just syrup. You're just a classic waffle. I'm the waffle guy. <clears throat> Taylor, what are you doing with with waffles? Speci- specific waffle, Waffle House. Okay, chocolate chip waffle, because they put the chocolate chips in the batter too, mm-hmm. and then. As soon as that waffle's done, they sprinkle more uh, uh, chocolate chips on it, and they melt immediately. Mm-hmm. And then you put all that syrup on there, ooh, and you eat that whole thing. There's it's, something about Waffle House waffles. It's a little different. Their grills are a little nicer. I don't believe that's true. I don't, I don't believe that they're when, gr- grills when, either. Well, they're waffle griddle, or, or what, what are they called? Waffle press thing. Waffle irons. But also... When you guys um when you guys think of Waffle House, do you think of the word nicer? No. Waffle grill. Oh. I think of waffle grill is what I think of. <laughs> I don't I, What's it, a waffle grill? Waffle grill. <laughs> given the what choice given the choice between like, you know, Waffle House, IHOP, Denny's, you know, you know all those yeah. breakfast type places. Yeah. Waffle House last on my list. Oh, that's such BS. It is. That, honestly, this is not, that's BS, dude. Waffle House is the best. Anthony Bourdain even talked I'm about it. I'm just speaking my truth and that it is Waffle House. Your truth I is associate Waffle House with being bottom bottom tier trash tier. You would like a IHOP dude, waffle. I, I it's just a burger restaurant now. I don't do I don't do the breakfast. <laughs> Shut up. Go so there then, for the burgers. What you're saying dude. is Denny's you're telling me Denny's is your number one? No, I'm not saying that. My number one doesn't exist anymore. Rest in peace, Village Inn. Okay, but what if what are you, you have to talk about available options? Really, I don't really go to any breakfast. I know. I was going to say like I don't this. think you go to any of those places. But I would guess. I, I mean, IHOP is good. I guess is it? Yeah, and I it's mean, I so do. It's so expensive. It's very expensive. It's because it's a gourmet, For gourmet For- meal. I also, I do. I mean, I, I'd go to Denny's. I like Denny's. Dude, Denny's, I can't believe that you think Denny's is above Waffle House for breakfast foods. I really do. I'm so mad. I really do. I don't associate. Waffle House is good. It's good. I haven't, I haven't been very often. <laughs> I can tell. Luke, you have to go because I think that this is just not an educated answer. I'll go with you. I'll go with you. and, and very ignorant. You can, uh, you can uh, school me. I do appreciate Waffle House is that they never close. And yeah. like they can judge how bad a hurricane is. The worst hurricanes are the ones that closed the Waffle House. Oh yeah. Oh, if a Waffle House is closed, it's it's time to I, pray. I think if a Waffle House is closed, it's not safe for humans to be there. Agreed. I'm going waffles. Right. I'm going peanut butter on my waffle. Peanut butter. Then Just syrup. peanut butter. This is then who syrup. who picks biscuits. Just plain biscuits. I imagine they get. What if you have a nice sausage gravy? I, I, I mean, I, 
probably I still pick a waffle. Waffles are yeah. good. It depends on the quality of the sausage gravy. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, okay. The nicest sausage gravy, nicest biscuit in the world. And versus nicest or, waffle. Or terrible waffle. No, that's, yeah. that is not – it's literally not what I just uh, said. Nicest waffle. I, I'd probably pick the nicest waffle. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the question. Because you know what they have? The crisp. The crisp. <sighs> crisp. <laughs> okay. That crisp will bite. Crispy I love and that. soft on the inside too. It's just such a nice uh, mixture of textures, and it, they're so much better than pancakes, right? Waffles are better than pancakes. Agreed. Yeah. Hey, um, um I have uh, d- Taylor. Where do you stand? Where do you stand on uh, the uh, French toast? French toast you on your list of put it in. Put it in the list of the three. Uh, it's, it's last just because it's a pain to, I don't know. That feels like a special occasion item. Agreed. You know what I mean? It's very good. I'll eat it when I'm in France. How about that? Oh, wee wee. Why is there such a huge discord between waffles and pancakes? It's basic. They're, they're not that different. And why do we have to disagree so hard about them? I think it's because there's not that many differences that you have to have an extreme take. It's literally the same batter. Yeah. Is hey, it? I mean, it's I, you can make them slightly different. But I don't know that I would. Let's just go on to our next Twitter question. Okay, How about you. that? Thank you. It comes from at Ian Sports Fan, who wants to know what's your favorite TV comedy that is still airing new episodes. His is Superstore. I'm the wrong person to ask this question. Are you not, you're not up to date on your TV comedies? No. Wait, who still watches co- like TVs on TV? I uh, mean, who watches shows on TV? Okay, I have an answer, and, and it is Luke. It, it is does. correct. It, it is two. Okay. One, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. It's hilarious. Still good? Yes. Okay. Better than I think. I think better than it's ever been. Wow, okay. Second, South Park. Still on? Oh, yeah. New season starts in September. No. Yeah. How many seasons is that? There have been like 25 or 26. Wow. I didn't know. And guess what? Hilarious. <laughs> okay. Very, very, very good. Okay, Taylor, do you... Taylor, do you, you don't have any answer. No, I don't watch TV. Uh, New Girl. They still have a uh, thing. Oh, you know what? Actually, I know this is still going. The Good Place. I, I, it just, oh, okay. it just, the good it, place it, is hilarious. It just ended. Oh, God. You know what's funny about Netflix and all these streaming things is we watch TV shows. We have no idea what years they're in now. Like New Girl, I was watching an episode the other day. I have no idea what year that episode's from. I have a – I have a – I have a – I watched – rewatched New Girl recently, and I, hilarious. I really like it. But there's one thing about it that I think they totally mishandled, and I think it was makes the show as a whole worse. It's one big problem. Do you want to know what it is? Oh, I don't think I do. It's, I, I don't think it's not a big deal, but it's when Jess is like through a series of miscommunications, uh, the doctor, Sam, thinks that she's stalking him. And she gets a protective order. And he gets a protective order against her. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. 
And then she's just like, oh, it's just a misunderstanding. If I could just talk to him. And she does. And it is a misunderstanding. And then they get together. I think that is a horrible way to present protective orders to a national audience. As someone who, mm. work, who works and deals with them a lot in his work. You're right. And I think it messes up that I think that I have I, I don't think they handled that very well. I don't like you that. think that one episode ruins almost the whole entire show. Yes, <laughs> I, I really don't like it. <laughs> well, I don't care. The good place is good. New girl's good. I don't. What else? Andrew, is Andrew okay. gone or something? Andrew, what are you? What are the one like? Like the last comedy you've watched, and like you watch a lot. Oh, uh, probably Parks and Rec. Jake and his pirates. Jake and the Neverland Pirates. I we actually haven't watched a lot of that in the last few years. Parks and Rec is good. Parks and Rec is good. I love it. Yeah. Um, hey guys, since we're getting near uh, seven thirty, I have one more question before you do. Want to talk about Oklahoma Shirt Company? Guess what? They're great. You know about their $10 shirt of the month club. $10 gets you a new Oklahoma-themed shirt every month. Every month. And they're cool-looking. Everyone who gets them loves them. And uh, just $10. Just for signing up, you get a free introductory shirt. If you see one of their old ones that you like, go to their store. You can check it out and get one of their old ones. Still $10. It's a steal. It's a steal. And you become a part of the community of Oklahoma Shirt Company because you'll see other people wearing the shirt. And you'll be like, hey. Hey. Hey, man. Yep, and you're building friendships. And uh, and that what could be more important? Um, the other thing, if you have a special events with your new friends that you've met through Oklahoma Shirt Company having the same shirts, then you can make have them make your own shirts for uh, different events that you have with your new friends. It's true. Like uh, bachelor parties, book clubs, other stuff. <laughs> team, you know, sports teams, <laughs> intramural leagues. They can do it all. Stickers, hats, shirts. They're fantastic. So good. And uh, we'd love them. Check them out. Support those that support us. I am miffed and I peeved. Miffed, 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 miffed and peeved. Yesterday I was missing peeved. Yesterday I was missing peeved. Mm hmm. Yesterday, I was missed a beat. Yesterday? I woke up. Well, I came home. I saw it one on uh, Wednesday. I saw Hamilton. Hamilton the musical. Oh, I was like, what is Hamilton? Hamilton Hamilton, Hamilton the musical. Got home from (laughs) Hamilton, and my house is 78 degrees. Not good. And I'm like, oh. So then I uh, sleep on top of my bed, not on the covers because it's too damn hot. And I wake up, and it is 85 degrees. That's not good. Yeah. So, But then I got my, uh, I called a a air conditioner repairman, and he repaired my air conditioner. Nice. It was great. Did you uh, attempt to go fix it yourself just by looking at the, looking at the unit? I, I I sprinkled water on it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Thinking this will cool it down. Yeah. (laughs) It did not. Um, and that was if, if you came and looked at my unit, would just sprinkle water on it? Okay. <laughs> but I'm now uh, 
Jim Bead, because guess what? Ooh, it's so cool. It feels so nice. It does feel so nice. When I when I came home usually from work, Luke's house is cold. When I came home from work yesterday, there was like uh, condensation on my on my on my uh, windows. windows, and I was like, "Ooh, it's cold in there." It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> great. Tell <laughs> uh, you miffed. Yep, uh, I have been wanting to tweet some stuff or retweet some stuff that would be inappropriate or. Mm-hmm. Uh, just inconsistent to do on the down to dunk page, but I can't mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because uh, my Twitter, my second Twitter after the first one got suspended for threatening Jay's life, mm-hmm. my second one got suspended by none other than you, mm-hmm. stupid poopy pants Andrew Schlecht, because I posted a picture of you mm-hmm. nude and you didn't like it. I did not, I did not <laughs> like it. I was not a fan of it. And I reported it immediately. Are you still? And yep. Taylor, you don't have your own Twitter still. No, I do not. And I tried to sign up the other day, and I've I think I've run out of emails that they don't <laughs> like have connected to me. So I can't. Can you I not create a Gmail? A can you not just create a Gmail? Well, I can, I could, but right now I'm just so afraid. Now I know how easy it is for my stuff to be suspended. Usually, just like now it's just going to be a joke because now it's every time I have. A personal Twitter. Someone's mm-hmm. just going to report me, knowing it'll be suspended. Well, I think if you just stop personally attacking people, that you'll be just fine. <laughs> I think I do want to ask you this: uh-huh. Why did you report me as a joke, knowing I would get suspended, or did you I just didn't know do you would get suspended? I I just I literally reported to Twitter. Hey, this is my friend. I just want you to take this photo now. <laughs> That's all. And then they suspended you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why did you want to take the photo down? Just text me. Because I you knew didn't that, want other people. I knew you would it. probably taunt me a little bit, and I was just like, "Let me just go to the source." Taunt you? Yeah, dude. I you, feel you, like you it's get, making fun of a little uh, bit. You're always taunting. You're a little. You taunt me sometimes. <laughs> I was just tired of the taunting. I was standing up for myself and tired of the taunting. <laughs> actually, I, I it was it actually was a joke, and I didn't I didn't. Know <laughs> how I, I didn't know how easy it was to like actually get your account suspended. I didn't think that would do it. It's apparently very easy now. And you, I and, do not understand though, because I still see plenty of terrible things being said on Twitter. <laughs> I know. I, I don't, don't understand. I know. I don't get that either. Um, because like back in the day, you could get your account suspended, but then you'd get it back, like within yeah. like like four or five days or something. But now they're just taking them away from people. And they've taken them away from people for like copyright infringement and stuff like that. And they just rip people's accounts from them, which is kind of crazy. Twitter. Dude, it's wild. But, there, but you're right. There is a lot of terrible things on Twitter still existing. Twitter yeah. this week has one, been one of my favorite Twitter weeks because of uh, the Feral Hogs. Oh, okay. Monday. It was really good. Yeah, you had a lot of, of feral hog retweets. <laughs> they were very, very good. I love Twitter. It's my favorite social media. I can't, I it's can't great. believe it's free. It's great. It is great. God, it moves so fast though, too, because literally the next day, I, after the feral hogs thing, if I saw a feral hogs tweet the next day, I was like, "Ugh, this is so old and stale <laughs> now. Stop." Yeah, you know, like I it was know. kind of annoying to see it that one day, literally one day. It's true. Hey guys. It's crazy. Taylor. 
Are you miffed and are you peeved? Have fun in Tulsa. Yeah, man. Enjoy your time in the uh, the worst food city. Yeah, there's nowhere else to eat, so I just eat at like quick trips. <laughs> Which is not a terrible eat those option. tornadoes. No, it's a great option. Yeah, it's great. Nothing better than a gas station hot dog. I'll tell you that. I might get one today for Nothing dinner. better than a slice of za while you're taking a dump in a public restaurant. <laughs> in the world. All right. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll see ya. Taylor, why? About what? What?